Welcome to Free for Two. I'm Solomon Dubner. I'm Stephen Dubner. So, Dad, what happened this weekend? Oh, that's a big question. What happened this weekend? A team from Madrid won a football match. A team from mm. New York City essentially lost. It was really a draw. Yeah. Should have won. Let's start but, with the Madrid But is that team. what you're getting at? What yeah. What are you getting at? So, Real Madrid. Hey, can, before we start, can I say one thing? Oh, yeah. Or can we say one yeah. thing together? I want, I want to welcome aboard all the new Footy for Two listeners who have come via the Freakonomics radio podcast. Um, we did an episode last week or this week on the Leicester City Miracle, which featured, among other soccer uh, great Football. commentators, Roger Bennett, Stefan Shemainsky, among all them was one Solomon Dubner. That's my name. Don't wear it out. <laughs> And uh, it was an episode in which we talked about the Lester Miracle, and Solomon, you got some uh, nice airtime. I did. You did a great job. It was very interesting. And um, and we did mention uh, that we do this podcast together, Footy for Two, and that brought a lot of free yeah. that brought a lot of Actually, Freakonomics Radio listeners here. So we're grateful. Both. Yeah. And uh, we hope you uh, we hope you enjoy. We hope you tell your friends about it. If you enjoy, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and those other places. And uh, thank you. So yeah, thank you for that. Um, I just want to say a few things before we actually realize I forgot. So, as some of you may know, we're going to do about five episodes during the big leagues of Europe recently. We haven't gone to those yet because I got I had a concussion scare, so I had to cancel the first recording. I'm True. fine. It's also the end of school. You're kind of busy. Yeah, school. Yeah, school. But So, we're going to get those out soon. And So, you're c- going to round up with outside experts. You're going to yeah. round up the five big European leagues, yeah. yes? Okay. Uh, congratulations to John Green at AFC Wimbledon. I uh, being promoted to League uh, One in England. Congratulations! They were a team in London, Dad. They were it was like gotten rid of because some business people moved them to Milton Keynes. Milton Keynes made Milton Keynes Dons one of the worst stories of football. Uh, so now they're in the same division as the team that replaced them. And kind of just John Green, a huge fan, and is supposed he, to come on our show. But is he, he a sponsor? He's a sponsor of AFC Wimbledon. He's like a co-chairman, or really? maybe I don't know yeah. actually. Well, congratulations to him and them. So that was a great ascension yeah. story. Now, that I, we should say one thing. There are playoffs for the lower leagues, correct? Yes, sir. Right, right. They won the playoff final. Excellent. And it was at Wembley. Yeah. And also, we'd like to say we're going to have a promotional contest ready for two. We are going to ha- have two people either. I think it's going to be one, one person emails us and they get to bring someone. Um, say what, why you like football. I like the show. And we're going to give you a few dates, and you're going to get to come to an NYCFC game with us with our season tickets. I love two it. Of us. So yeah. that'll be later in the summer. Because but email us whenever. Okay. So email starting us after this episode comes footy out. Footy for two at gmail.com. Yeah. Is that right? Yes, it is. And uh, yeah, so we are looking to give away to have join us a couple of Footy for Two listeners. Solomon and I go to, uh, well, usually Solomon, you always go. Sometimes I go. We do yeah. have four season tickets to NYCFC. We've been founding founding members, if that's yes. what we're called. Do you want to talk about that match yesterday's match or wait postpone the think? agony? I have less agony than that about. I think about David the Champions League. earned a new nickname. What Slippy D or John Terry? Because that's what he did or in the John 08 Terry. Champions League final. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, so NYCFC two two draw with Orlando City. Frederick oh. Briant, French defender, scores his first NYCFC goal. It was a beautiful play half. off of a pure low corner. That R.J. Was Allen crossed it in, I think. But I think the kick was it was a right sweeper. It was intentionally deep, yeah. almost to the corner of the box, where Allen then headed it in to where Briant was headed stationed across, on the near post. It was headed. Yeah, it was uh, yeah. a beautiful And then Villa play. scored a great chip after an unbelievable ball from Pirlo. Pirlo had a great... You know what? <laughs> NYCFC played a beautiful yeah. match yesterday, marred only by the fact yeah. that they let two yeah. goals in the last... It was a whatever. pretty big fact. Yeah, it's a pretty then big the fact. Then the second half, Villa... When it was, you know, Villa missed a, a penalty, slipped, sent it way over. I have a video of that. 
Um, then You'll po- have you posted that on Footy Fifty? I will. Yeah. All right. Then I'll, Julio yeah. Bastista and Kevin Molino scored at the end to draw for Orlando City. And now let's go to the Champions League. So basically, NYCFC had three points in hand. It was the ninety. Fourth minute, I believe. And then, of course, they conceded a goal. And then, of course, they conceded a goal. So, to, congratulations to Orlando for fighting, honestly, because yeah. the, their effort never waned. But yeah. NYCFC, that's what I said to our friend who we brought, Samir from uh, the, Peña. the Peña. I said, you know, he was treating it game in hand. And I said, the NYCFC history is we concede a lot of 45 and 90 minute goals, and uh, we did it. We did it again. <laughs> of course. Of course. Um, so, let's talk about the Champions League final. Champions League? Congratulations to Real Madrid for winning the cheapest, least deserved Champions League title in history. Uh, listen, you can't even <laughs> offer a heartfelt congratulations. I'm going to do that eventually. Without, but without, look, can I just complain for a minute first? Can I stop you from complaining? No, you can't. So, Ramos' goal is offsides. In the 93rd minute, he should have been sent off for taking on Yannick Ferrer-Carrasco on a counterattack that could have won the game. Atletico actually tried to dominate and not play usual counterattacking like they do, which is interesting, but... Of course, the one goal came from a counterattack. Gareth Bale has a shot clear off the line by Stefan Savic. Savic. 47 seconds later, Yannick Ferra Carrasco equalizes. Great sub. Well, I've always said it was good for the past year. Phenomenal player. Phenomenal game. Yeah. Um, what's funny about me is Ronaldo's going to get all the glory in the Ballon d'Or for literally doing nothing for 120 minutes, asking to take the fifth penalty, get all the glory, and then scoring it. I don't think he literally did nothing. Literally did nothing would mean that he... He literally did nothing that affected the game besides a penalty. I think that's true. You yeah. know, who, who made the point when we were watching it, or maybe afterwards, that if you did not know, or maybe it was one of the commentators yeah. on that If you didn't uh, know that Fox. one of the best players of all time is on that pit, if you didn't know Ronaldo was one of the best players of all time, you would think he's a weak leak, wink leak, weak link. Or a wink leak. In that Real Madrid team. <laughs> or... Put another way, if you'd been told that Ronaldo was one of the best players in history and 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 watched him, for and you didn't know who minutes, Ronaldo was, you had to guess. Yeah, or you didn't know football at all. You'd say, "I don't understand this at all." Yeah, he he really he had an unbelievably unproductive day. Yeah, who would you say? Uh, now let me just say what you, the and Pepe is just a disgrace of football, just diving, cheating. He's a terrible person. I would argue that just about everything that you say about Real Madrid in your blind hatred of them, if you were a fan of theirs, you would find a way to of lob course I would. the same assaults at the other club. That's true. Mm-hmm. As long as you can acknowledge that. But you don't have to be a Barcelona fan. You could be a complete neutral and hate Pepe like every single football fan does. I don't know. I, um, I, think, that, um, I think that Pepe's out-of-control ruthlessness has certainly uh, been tamed. Look— Look at the people who hate you Suarez. See, you you come the, to love Suarez since he's been on Barca. People who don't support Barcelona, they might hate Suarez, but they appreciate his talent. You don't Pe- appreciate Pepe's talent? No. no I disagree. Okay. But moving on to people we jointly appreciate, or I really love. I, wait, I just want to say one thing first. Sorry. You can say two um, things two, first. Actually, I do have two or three things to say. <laughs> so um, Zinedine Zidane played for five years at Real Madrid, won uh, six trophies. Douglas, our Brazilian fullback, has played for at Barcelona for... Two years, probably hasn't played more than five or six games with FIFA, and he has seven trophies. Mm. Um, Real Madrid had an easy route to the final. They played uh, Rome in the round of 16. Mm-hmm. Wolfsburg, sorry to yell, in the quarterfinals. And Man City is a good team. But not a but Champions not League not a semi, uh, good semifinal team. Mm-hmm. And then last year when Barcelona won, every single team we played was a champion in the domestic league. But now I'm going to be polite. Congratulations to Zidane for turning around everything. He's been a really good manager. And good luck trying to win another league title next year. 
more, Let me ask you this. more than one in eight Let years. Let me ask you this. Yeah. In your heart of hearts as a Barcelona supporter, would you rather have Real Madrid still uh, at the top of their game? Winning, look, winning the Champions League is a phenomenal accomplishment. Would, yeah, would you rather go into next year's uh, season with Real established still or again as a stout competitor or would you rather have seen Real uh, diminished? You oh, know, of course I'd like to see him diminished. I want to see them <laughs> get 100% destroyed. Uh, okay. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Um, are we still talking about Champions League or are we moving on? We can stay on this if you want for a Just minute. a couple questions. Um, to me, the revelation there, I haven't watched at- Atleti, Atletico Madrid very much this year. To me, the revelation there was Carrasco. Now, I realize he subbed on when? Second half? Beginning yeah. of the second half or later? I think halftime. So, look, it's easier to have all that energy when you don't have to conserve so much. But I could not believe every time he got near the ball, there was an energy and, and he produced, okay? Yeah. So, one is talk to me a little bit about him, his history, and his. He came from Monaco this summer. He's a good winger, he's Belgian. I think he started a fair amount this season. I think he should start more next season. I've been saying he's great for the past year. He's, I assume he we'll scares see him me on the Belgian national squad during the Euros, yes? Yeah, he scares me when Atletico plays his bars. He will be at Belgium with mm-hmm. Belgium. And the other question I want to ask is, um, I know you and much of the football world is very, very, very high on Diego Simeone, the uh, Atleti yes. manager, uh, having lost now two out of three Champions League finals. Two out of two. Two out of two last year? Oh, no, I, I, I think he's yeah, been two in Two out of the last three years, sorry. Both uh, against Real Madrid. Yeah. Both games in which Atleti really had a legitimate legitimate chance to become. Yeah. Um, where does he go from here, and how do you, I don't know if recover is the right word from this? Well, he's committed to at least next year. It, this is just so hard to recover from. I think he'll definitely stay for a while. Though, I think where do you think will. he ends up after When after he, leaves, when if he, he leaves. leaves. If and when he leaves. Where do you think he goes? Chelsea. Mm-hmm. If they get rid of Conte, maybe back to Boca Juniors. Not Boca Juniors. They've ever played one day. But no, he's going to mm-hmm. sing here for a while. He's, a top he's Brazilian then? Uh, or, Argentine. Or Argentine, rather? Yeah, yeah. So did he play for uh, Boca Juniors? or No, River Plate. I think River he played Plate. for them. I know he manages them. He's played for Lazio, Atletico. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What do you like about his uh, management style? He's very energetic. He gets His players would die for him. Yeah. How, how, do, you, do you know anything? Have you read enough about him to know how he accomplishes that? No, he just does. <laughs> uh, is there a good book on Diego Sim- Simeone out there? Cause there I, must be. I think uh, you should track it down and read it and then brief yeah. us all because you uh, you uh, you. That'd be a good yeah. job for you. All right. What's next, brother? Uh, the championship final. Congratulations to Hull City, who were rogue last year. They won 1-0 against Sheffield Wednesday at Wembley. Mohamed Diame scored an unbelievable goal, and, and they're back in the Premier League. Mm. And now— Who else is promoted then this year? I think it was uh, Middlesbrough. Again. And I Wait, again? No. Did, oh, didn't they, didn't lost they almost get promoted last year? Last year, they lost to Norwich. Ah. Um, in the championship final, mm-hmm. in a playoff final at Wembley. Okay. The, yes, Middlesbrough was going up this year, and Burnley was very gay last year. Mm-hmm. So Middlesbrough, Burnley, and Hull City. Yes. Sir. So when's the, the other two, Hull City and uh, and uh, and uh, and uh, uh, who did uh, I just say? <laughs> you mean Middlesbrough and Burnley? No, I meant Burnley and Hull City have both been up fairly recently. They, when was the last time Middlesbrough was up? Not that long ago. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly, but not long ago. Okay, so of those three. Which one, you know what I'm going to ask? Is, gonna go, is most likely to go down, or is most likely to be Leicester? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say whole city. <laughs> okay, why? They have Steve, Steve Bruce's manager, who he's big, so he can just like, he can sit on a player. Oh, that's helpful. Yeah. 
say. Helpful. And which clubs that finish the Premier League, let's say, ranking from 11th to 17th, do you think have the capacity to be the dark horse surprise? Maybe not win the league, but maybe mm-hmm. a surprise top four. And I know who I'm thinking, of course. Can it be from 10th to... Oh, yeah, I guess it's somebody... Chelsea trying. Football Club. <laughs> <laughs> I said dark horse. Nobody's not expecting Chelsea to do well again. Um, Someone who hasn't done well either recently let's or... Let's say Everton. Everton. I was, Frank. Th- I was thinking Bournemouth. Bournemouth, yeah. I think Bournemouth, which is uh, owned in part by the... Aston Villa when the, the Premier Chi- League. The Chicago, the Hulsizers <laughs> of Chicago. Uh, yeah. I think Bournemouth has a lot of... Yeah. And I love Eddie Howe. Great. Are we... Would you say that we are part of... Do you think we are part of Eddie Howe's Barmy Army? No, we're not Bournemouth supporters, but we like them. Well, we've 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 watched them live. We sat with Bournemouth supporters who were extraordinarily organized in their vocality. Yeah, and extraordinarily uh, adept at uh, critiquing the quiet Arsenal fans at home. Emirates, yeah. All right, what's next, brother? Transfer news. This is, this is what you are. Let me ask you this. What do you get more excited about? Following <laughs> transfer news or following actual matches and learning results? I guess matches results, but transfer news is pretty great. I would argue that the only matches and results that you are, that you are truly passionate about are Barca. really Barca and, yeah. re- and related matches. But and you, Leicester this season, but who, who's not? But you love transfer news. All right, so what do you got? So one of my favorite transfer rumors is Juan Mata. Potentially going to Barcelona. As you guys might know, I, I kind of like Football Club Barcelona. Not I don't care that much, but you know. Mm-hmm. So we're bringing it to Juan Mata, Spanish midfielder who could play in the wings. I think he'd be great. He's at United. Mourinho's going there. Mourinho does not like Mata as a player from his time at Chelsea. Because Mourinho's stupid. Um, <laughs> he'd be great for Barca. He would, re- he would take playing time from whom? I'd say Rakitic. Rakitic. If he starts, he might. Um, the thing is, he's... Rakitic is, is good in line because he's dynamic and energetic. He can really tackle. And I used to think, and some people would say, well, even though Mata is probably better than Rakitic, Rakitic would still be better to start because we need that energy in the midfield. But what I say is Mata has a great football brain, almost as good as Iniesta and Busquets. Um, people might remember if we had the best midfield in the world with Xavi, Busquets, and Iniesta, all brains, no brawn. And that dominated football for that years. Worked, yeah. Although on the other hand, you know, there's always the argument. Chavi isn't Mata is not Chavi. Honestly, no one is Chavi besides Chavi. But there is the argument in football, in any sport, and not just in sport, in business as well, that w- when you invent something or innovate or even just make slight changes and start doing something different and it's very successful, it just can't last for that long because people either a imitate it. Yeah. and take away its uniqueness from you, or B, they just find a way to counter. Now, there was a lot of talk about how Tiki-Taki had, Tiki-taka. Tiki-taka had been invalidated or surpassed a few years ago, right? Uh, in part when Spain had such a, drast- a disastrous showing in the World Cup. <laughs> but the last couple years of Barca's success would seem to indicate that it's Tiki-Taka, while it's amended from the Guardiola Yeah, so much more direct approach. It is more direct, but it's still, it's, it's massively possessive football, would you say? Yeah. So my question for you is this. Do you feel that whether it's Mata who comes to Barca or whoever comes, do you feel that Barca will need to update its style to continue to have success? Or do you think that... Well, every team act alters their tactics so at least a little bit from year to year. Um, how much 
Enrique in his backroom staff do that? I don't know, but yeah. Do you feel what other roles Some could Mata? What other roles could Mata play in Barca? Um, he could play in central midfield. He also sub in for Messi and even Neymar on the wing to back as a, to rotate if needed. Mm-hmm. Um, now let's go to should we talk other transfer news. I'd love to hear some Ron other Robert Zeller, great uh, I think German goalkeeper on Hanover, I want to say, mm-hmm. is prob- is almost is going to Leicester pretty much definitely for two Not point- to replace Schmeichel. No, to back him up for 2.6 yeah. million pounds. Arkadegius. What, how does that compare to uh, a second-string keeper on Premier League? Uh, he's good. He's definitely it, very No, no, good. I mean money-wise. Is that a lot to spend for a second-stringer or no? Not really. Okay. Arkadegius Milik, great Polish striker, young and Ajax, is definitely leaving this summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, he scored 21 goals in 31 games in the Eredivisie. Uh, bids have been put in by Leicester, Roma, Lazio, Inter, and Atletico. And he'd be a great sign for anyone. Exciting. We'll keep an eye on that. Say his name again. Uh, Arkadiusz Milik. And he's uh, from where originally? What national teams he play for? Poland. Uh, we'll get to see him. Yes, we will. Uh, uh, we're, the first Euro match that you and I are seeing is Germany-Poland in yes, France sir. at uh, Stade, de Fran- Stade de France. Yes, this sir. Is the first one? Yeah. So excited for Me the Euros. T- yes. Are we going to talk about the Euros a little in bit a few today? Minutes we- no, a lot of bit. We have. <laughs> okay. I have a very in-depth preview coming up. Oh, I look forward to that. I wrote it all myself. Please. Okay. Thank you. Proceed. <laughs> Can we keep that on? Uh, yes. I growled. Yeah. Um, so, what did your growl signify? Is there? There must be some national team who's the lions, aren't the? Isn't England the three lions? Yes, they are. Yeah. So is that a kind of subtle exhortation to the English team to do better than crap? You could say that. Yeah. You could be wrong. You'd be wrong, but you could say that. <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to be rooting for England. I love the country too. of England. Me too. I love other countries, but England, I think America... You know my favorite know. country besides America and uh, Israel and Catalonia? Tell me. Fifalonia. Mm. The dog, the country of our dog, Fifi. Yeah. yeah. Uh, someone wrote to us to say that they were disappointed to realize that our dog is named Fifi. I have called her Fifa a few times for my sake. Not Fifa, yeah. I mean, wait, I, I've called her Fifa a few times for my sake. Granted, I've also called her Pee many times by mistake. Like Pepe or just Pee Pee? Pee She answers to a lot, any names. Like, she, <laughs> if you say Phoebe, so. Question for you, Solomon. Yes, sir. Salaman. Um, Salmon. What, what do you love more, Fifi or FIFA? Um, Tough one, isn't it? I'll say Fifi. Because you don't mean I, it, can, do you? I right. do. Can Question. I say why? Yeah. Because I have football manager to play instead of. <laughs> but you don't have a cat in case Fifi weren't around. If you had to go one year without either Fifi, the dog, who you love and who loves you very much, yeah. or FIFA, the the game video game I I'd go without FIFA. You would really? Yeah. Aww. If you had full on manager, it's a different story. Okay, fair enough. I still probably choose FIFA though. All right. Uh, I just won the treble with Spurs football manager. Thought I'd say that. You did. You you're get, you've gotten better at football manager. Yeah. Huh? Yep. Out. And you're man. gonna teach me someday. Ow. Yeah. Just so you know, like more players. All right. Okay. Now the next three. Can I ask that you a is question? one two th- yes. I I about, just got an energy burst uh, about <laughs> about football manager. You may. Would you recommend that people of my generation who are trying to learn football, of which there are you know a lot, like we went to the match yesterday with my, my friend Adam, who's my generation. Yeah. He loves it. He loves the game, but it's there's a lot to learn. There's a lot to learn if you haven't followed it for many years. There's so many levels, tiers, yeah. nuances, et cetera, et cetera. Do you think football manager is one of the best immersion mo- methods? Yeah, I think everyone so can tell. I've learned. I know a, a lot about football. A lot of that knowledge comes from football manager. Mm-hmm. And you know what we should do when the new football manager comes out in November? I should give a tutorial for listeners. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. All right, let's think about you that. You just pay like $1,000. 
<laughs> or five thousand. I'll teach you. I look forward to seeing how many people take up on that offer. Yeah. I'm gonna guess it's between zero and zero. Okay. But I could Power. be wrong. All right. Now, next three pieces of news are involving Juventus. Mm-hmm. Roberto Pereira, good uh, midfielder, is probably going to West Ham for about thirty million pounds. It's a good signing for them as okay. they hope to qualify for maybe the Champions League next year. Probably mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. But help in their bid with the Europa League. Which he plays on whose national team? Argentina. I don't know if he is caught up to the national team, but he's okay, very good. Very good. So probably, uh, probably leave, definitely leaving Juve or definitely, probably leaving Juve? Pretty definite. Okay. And okay. probably leaving Real Madrid, and I think to Juve, is Kareem Benzema. So this is big. This is That's big. very big. Um, okay. A couple questions for you. First of all, um, would you consider Benzema's time at Real Madrid uh, success rate at scale of 1 to 10? I'd say it's... And how well he's done eight and trophies a five or six. Okay. Um, would you say that uh, how much more upside is there to Benzema that we haven't seen yet because he's been playing with a, a teammate, Ronaldo, who's so, I don't want to say demanding or needy, whatever, but he we is. all know that Ronaldo, you know, does not. Does not share. Does not like Well, sharing. he doesn't necessarily. He, he does pass more than you'd think. He does. But I, I think in terms of if you're going to rank players on one metric of making other players around you better, I don't no. think Ronaldo is at the top of that. I'm not saying he's bad. I'm just saying he's not at the top of that, certainly. Yeah. Uh, maybe not even in the middle. But what do you think, what do you think Benzema, uh, his performance looks like if he goes to somewhere like Juve? And, he might not be as, I don't know. He might not score as much, but he might score more. Well, that's a bold prediction. <laughs> well, <laughs> if he goes to the USA, it's harder to score in Serie A. Well, even though just because Hawaiian Italian defenders goals, are it's a tactical league, it's a defensive league, but he could still score plenty of goals. Uh, he would definitely be the main attacker along with Paolo Dybala. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he'd have as good service uh, from the midfield as Cruz and Modric. What's it like? Do you think, as a player like Benzema, to go to a club? Where winning the league, well, what are the chances of what are the chances of Juve winning the next, let's say, three consecutive Serie A titles? Pretty high, right? So what? So what's that feel like? Do you think to go? Do, do you do it out of kind of? A, well, he, I'm not sure if he's. Yeah, he's won one league title through Madrid. Yeah, yeah. I would think there's a massive, massive thirst for that, especially a team like yeah. Real Madrid, who's so, so, so good, does so well in Champions League, but hasn't been able to win a league because of. Barcelona. I mean, and I Atletico Madrid. Yeah, I mean, I can see. Uh, I, mm. Okay, and, and go Howard, to PSG. You're from there. Mm. You might you might blackmail too much. But mm. so, uh, what do you think as of now? The odds are of uh, Benzema ending up at. Uh, uh, I say on a scale of one to ten, I say seven or eight. Okay, and where do you think, if not Juve? Arsenal United. And what are the chances that he stays at Real Madrid? They're decent. Okay, all right. What's next? Still Juve. Uh, they're probably going to sign Javier Mascherano and Danny Alves. No. Neither of these. I no, don't, wait a minute. Mastri, yeah. Slow down, back up. Both Mascherano yes. and Danny Alves. Mastri, I don't know the fee. Alves um, has a year left on his contract, but a clause that allows him to leave for free. So I don't want this to happen. If we do, I'd like to sign Marquinhos and PSG. Wait, you and Hector Bellerin and from slow Arsenal. down. I appreciate you're wanting to know, talk about replacements for Barca already, but... How significant would this be for Barca to lose both Mascherano and, and Alves? Not that good. Mascherano is just a warrior. He's an amazing defender. Um, he's one of the four captains. Alves, he's losing it a little bit defensively very much. He's still very good attacking, but he connects with Messi so well, according to our friend Samir, which I agree with. 
Which one would you be more upset about? Mascherano. For Barca losing Mascherano. Yeah, I doubt, yeah. Right. Okay. All right. So if either one or both of those happens, who does Barca look to bring in? Marquinhos from PSG for Mascherano, Hector Bellerin from Arsenal. For Which And how happy would either of those make you? Very. Bellerin is very, very, very tough and strong and solid, yes? And fast. Yeah. Fastest defender Faster in the world, I'd say. Faster than Fifi? When Fifi gets going after a squirrel, if, watch out. And if... And I'm fast. Would you say that? Yes. And a small and a short sprint, Fifi beats me. I think, right? Maybe not. I would say so. Okay. Let me ask you this: foot race, forty yards, Fifi against Paul Pogba. She might tackle him <laughs> with her love. Fifi weighs seven pounds. <laughs> I don't think she's tackling Paul Pogba. <laughs> I do love to watch him play. Yeah. Are we seeing it, Italy? Uh, uh, sorry, Ooh. are we seeing France in the Euros? Yes, we are. France, Switzerland, yes, we're seeing. Uh, and maybe one other French match? We'll see. Maybe they're not. When do we get to Euros? Because I have some questions for you. We, um, in a few minutes. Okay, keep going. So now we're going to talk Manchester United. Mm-hmm. Marcus Rashford re-signed a new contract. Big, the very imp- significant news. I'm doing air quotes here. Only twenty thousand a week, which mm-hmm. is definitely good money for a nineteen-year-old. Yeah, but you think they'd offer You're him more? You're fifteen. I- I'm not getting paid anything. Right. Yeah. In fact, you pay me for this podcast. No, I don't. Shh. Remember. Remember. Is this like the FIFA what? lessons? <laughs> is this like? Ooh, is this like when Neymar had? Got, when Barca gave Neymar's dad sex orgies um, in order to... It, I'm yeah. going to say no, it's not like that. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb right. and say So no. Mourinho has some targets at Man United. Let's hear him. Um, Andre Gomez, great young central midfielder of Valencia, great playmaker. It'd be a great signing. Mm-hmm. It also because he and Mourinho have the same agent, Jorge Mendez. Oh, that's interesting. So how typical is it for a man? First of all, do do managers, agents also typically manage players? Yes, sir. So it's the same pool. Yeah. Oh, so that's interesting. I'm, uh, it's, now that you mentioned that, that would seem um, an obvious thing to think about, but I'd never thought about it once. How significant is it to, in other words, how much of an advantage does a, a manager have or a club well, have? Well, this guy, Jorge Mendez, is probably the most powerful agent in football. It'll make a difference. Where is he based? Monsieur Mendez, Portugal. Mm-hmm. He's like Mourinho. He also is Ronaldo's agent. Is Gomez uh, Portuguese? Yes, as well. Yes, mm-hmm. when uh, Ronaldo, when uh, Mendez got married, you know, what Ronaldo bought him. Let me think. What when Mendez got married? What Ronaldo? Cristiano bought Ronaldo him as a him? present. His he's I'm Ronaldo's going, agent. He's all, um, oh, he's also Ronaldo's agent. Yeah, I'm going to say he got him not penalty a lessons. Framed picture of Ronaldo shirtless. That's what you'd expect. <laughs> well, he bought him a whole island off of Greece. Really? That's, that's nice. How big is the island? Big enough for like a full-size pitch, you think, at least? Big enough for Fifi, I'd say. Wow, nice. That's a nice island. Okay. That's nice for Ronaldo. Uh, can't wait. I, I want to know where Ibra's going. Uh, he's going to United, I think. He's great friends with Mourinho. It's going to be an amazing sign. It's going to could instantly make them title challenges like this. I snapped my fingers. You did snap them. Yeah. Um, now they're being linked with John Stones. Let me interrupt okay. this transfer news update. Let me just ask you: There's going to be so much going on in the next few months in terms of signings. Um, how do you see this me- remaking the Premier League, especially? A lot. Uh, who, City's going to sign who's a gonna lot. Ga- who's going to gain the most? Man U, City, Arsenal, Chelsea. So the typical bigs. Yeah. The typical bigs, but. 
one thing that we talked about on the Leicester City uh, Freakonomics Radio podcast is how smaller clubs, traditionally poorer clubs, are getting relatively more money because, do you remember why? The TV deal. The TV deal, the, the international yeah. rates. Because yeah. according to Stefan Shemainsky, the sports economist that we talked to, back when the Premier League was being formed, which was what, 92, whatever yeah. that was, early 90s, that um, the, the big clubs who had a lot of leverage made sure that they got more money from the domestic TV rights and for... It's kind of fair because that's uh, what people watch the most. Whatever. You consider it fair. It depends on whether you want parity or yeah. not. But his point is that at that time, the big clubs said, you know, in terms of the foreign money, eh, it's fine yeah. to divide that yeah. equally. You know why? Because that only represented 1% or 2 or 3% of the revenues. Now... It represents about 50% of revenues and probably growing every day. And therefore, theoretically, smaller clubs stand to get richer relative to the richer clubs. Stand to, not necessarily they will. And so therefore, Leicester, I mean, every club that's in the Premier League this season has a lot of money. And Leicester obviously got a lot of money this year. So who do you think uh, among the traditionally poorer teams is going to go on a spending spree and do well in the Premier League this season? Bournemouth might. Mm -hmm. Who else? Uh, West Ham, not that they're that poor. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stoke, not that they're that poor. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Which of the which of the non-big five, six, however you want to count them, Premier League teams, would you think is going to sign a real landmark player in the signing season? Stoke again, like after signing Jared Scary last summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, last or second to last United transfer rumor, they're bringing John Stones mm. after Barca cooled their interest. Thank God. Wow. I think Stones is a good player. He's just not smart enough for Barca. He tries to dribble ten, so much in his own box, which, like, PK does that, but PK can do it. Stones can't. Um, I think Stones is a good player to so on at Barca. Okay, um, good to know. Also, Barca didn't want to spend £45 million on him, which is how much Everton wanted. Mm-hmm. And now uh, Mourinho might, is probably going to try to bring Willian, his mm-hmm. good friend from Chelsea. Love that guy. Yeah. Our last answer before we go to the yours is Gonzalo Higuain. Mm-hmm. Is being linked to Liverpool. Now, sorry to... I need the remedial lesson. There's more than one Higuain. It's probably many hundred. The other one I know is Federico Higuain, who plays at the Columbus Crew MLS. Okay. Oh, yeah. Maybe that's where I get confused. Yeah. I'm sure there are many Higuains. Okay, yeah. so tell me a little bit about this Higuain. He scored 36 goals this year in the Serie A. All-time record. Oof. For um, played for Real Madrid before Napoli. Liverpool? What's the, what's the attraction of Liverpool goals. for him? Goals. What do you mean Oh, why thought about why Liverpool would attract. No, no, no. Why he's Vice versa. Why Liverpool yeah. wanted. Not that anyone in their uh, right mind wouldn't want to live in Liverpool. It's a lovely place to live. Premier League. Plus, you can say you live in the home of Roger Bennett. Or Brendan Rodgers. Oh, Brennan. He's moving to Ireland now, Man Celtic. Mm. Uh, what would be the... Why would Liverpool appeal Premier to Premier League. Okay. Everyone loves. Hist- sure. Historic club. Sure. He could transform them with his goals. Sure. He will. Liverpool is due for a... Mm, something. A jolt of wonderful for, when you say. For finishing second again? <laughs> You're a little bit mean, I aren't know. you? Hey, Dad, so do you want to talk about the Euros now? I would love to talk about the Euros now, but I tell you what. Yeah. I feel that uh, two things. We've already gone on a bit here because right. we had so much to cover. And, uh, and two, we have a lot to cover. I want to learn so much about uh, the Euros from you in this first real preview of the Euros. So I think we should save that for the next episode. How about a few days from now, we'll sit down, even okay. though we won't have a lot of match results to talk about, yeah. and we do a full and proper preview yeah. of the Euros. Do you want to give us, give me like a 60-second preview of what I'll that give you preview? One second. Okay. France is going to win. Really? I think so. That's your prediction. That's yes. not where, I'm guessing, I'm guessing Germany has better odds at this moment. I'm not sure. 
Well, Salman, uh, I look forward on the next Footy for Two to you uh, telling me and all of us about what to expect at the Euros, and I can't wait to go to France and watch a bunch of games with you in person. We're going to have some friends who are going to be there. We're going to have some... We're going to watch some um, matches on TV with some friends in France. We're going to uh, some people from the Peña, from the Barca here. And, and if any of you uh, listening to this are going to be there, please shoot us an email at footyfor2 at gmail.com. We'd or, love to see you. Or we, tweet we, us. We already started making plans with some fans, I know. And uh, we'd, we'd love to see you there. It's just going to be a, a footy extravaganza. And, you know, the Copa America is going to be going on here while we're there. Do you want to talk about that for a moment? It looks like a pass. It looks like Messi a may not pass. be this. I hope the USA wins. Mm. Neymar won't be here. Messi might not be here because he might be injured. And what do you think the U.S.'s chances of success, of victory in that are? Yeah, Seriously. I, I, I could see Uruguay winning it with Suarez. Yeah. I love that. I love Suarez. So, Solomon, uh, I know you study Spanish in school. You're I not, do. You're not yet a scholar of French, nor am I, but I took enough to say the following. We're going to France. C'est moi et c'est tout. It ain't footy for one. It's footy for two. Talk to you soon, everybody. Bye-bye.